Thank you for listening to this episode of Changes Big and Small. This is your host, Damian. An important part of the Changes Big and Small podcast is to take action. Each week, the guest and I share invitations of actions you can take to make desired changes in your life. For this mini-series on friendship, which we still have a few more episodes coming up, there have been four invitations. In this episode, I will share each of those invitations with you as a reminder of some actions you could be taking to enjoy stronger, closer friendships, if that is one of your goals. My invitation this week is for you to complete one of those actions. Maybe you thought about it and you didn't really have time. Well, this is a chance for you to circle back and take the time to be involved in this process of change, to not just listen, but to actually do. First up is Coach Lee on having a memorable conversation. Definitely practice. Practice understanding how you feel in the conversation and how they feel in the conversation. So what it is they said, the three things, the data, the feeling, and the validation. We definitely want to talk more about something that's important to us. The reason why we want to do that is if it's important to us, then we hope that we can see this reaction in them where they appreciate it. So we know we can separate these people right away. Like memorable conversation is important to us. And if they love it, then we can connect on that. Next, we have three tips from Kenny Mamarella, the cruise, on how to show up in relationships. I'm going to try for three off the top of my head. Okay. Let's see how we go. I would say the first one's got to be listening. And rather than just listening, it's reflective listening. It's a game changer when people feel heard. So, for example, with what you just said to me, reflective listening could be, what I think you've just invited me to do is to share some tips of how people could communicate better. It could be that someone talks about their day or their life or what they had for breakfast. So I'd say, well, it sounds like the eggs weren't quite right, but that bacon was bacon to die for. And it's like, oh my God, he's actually listening to me. And I find when someone is heard, there's a different level of connection because they are met and then we're in a conversation together. The second one would be to be in the question. So rather than find an answer, rather than trying to fix, rather than telling another story, it's, I wonder. So whatever someone says, it's like, I wonder how that might feel. I wonder what your options might be. I wonder how I feel listening about that. Let me just take a breath and, and meet myself here. So it's just stopping time and being in the question together. People frantically want to fix or have an answer or have a tool or go straight into the head. This is equal to that and that will fix it. And then that's the answer. I, I listened to it in a podcast and I read a book about it. Therefore, da, 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 da. And there's no space for people. The third one has got to be follow your heart and live your truth. So wherever it's going, it's like feel it and feel where the conversation might want to go. Feel what might be felt behind the words. Feel what might want to emerge between you. 
include the heart, include here and now, present and connected, and have that connection, the feeling connection. I would say my best tools in the boardroom, I do corporate work as well, I learnt in parenting class. And it's to do with reflective listening, like we talked about, and descriptive praise, describing what's wonderful. So you want more of it. My cheap line is giving energy to what you want to grow rather than giving energy to what you want to go. And when people tell the same old hard luck story, they're feeding it, feeding it. I'm a victim to this. Aren't I a victim to this? Poor old me, I'm a victim to this. Of course, it's not going to go. If you want to get rid of cockroaches, you don't put crumbs out. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) The next invitation is from Susan Boone on making space and even deciding next steps in forgiveness. I guess maybe the one thing that I would want to leave people with is this is a really complex the whole issue of forgiveness is really, really complex. And one of the things I find really challenging is sort of this understanding. And when we study these things, we tend to study them as a snapshot. We bring somebody into the lab and say, tell us about the time you were wrong. And they tell us about the time they were wrong. And what I'm not sure people always think about is what came before. We might know what came after, but we don't know what came before. And there's a lot of talk in the forgiveness literature about humility. And we talked about mistakes earlier. I mean, sometimes we make mistakes in case I appear to be arguing that people should be vengeful or unforgiving. I think as you're contemplating, can I forgive? Should I forgive? Will I forgive? Depending on just how severe the wrongdoing is. I would maybe encourage people to think about the times that they've needed forgiveness, just to bear that in mind, because we all make mistakes. We all neglect on occasion for one reason or another to consider what's best for other people when we make decisions, or at least, you know, certainly I do. I'm not a saint and I routinely engage in behaviors. I realize afterwards, oh, you know, that wasn't a particularly kind gesture. That wasn't thoughtful or a considerate gesture. We're busy, we're preoccupied, or maybe I just really want something and I go for it. And, and, you know, I I may even know that what I'm doing is going to hurt someone. So if you've ever been in that situation yourself, as you're contemplating, does forgiveness fit in the context that you're presently dealing with or doesn't it? Maybe just think back if you've ever needed forgiveness. How would you feel if if you hadn't been forgiven? And again, I'm not trying to suggest that people should always forgive in those kinds of circumstances just because you would want to be forgiven. But if you can have a bit of humility as you're considering your options, at least you won't have that sort of self-righteous indignation i mean righteous indignation is one thing but i think self-righteous holier than thou kind of indignation i think things might work out better if when we're hurt we also remember that we've hurt other people and again you know i do think there are legitimate occasions where forgiveness is probably not the best move or at least you've got to do some work first the other person's got to do some work first maybe you need to go for counseling whatever it may be maybe it's simply unforgivable i'm not talking about a case where something is unforgivable But if perhaps you in any way have contributed in some small fashion to what went before that may have led to the offense, or if you've just been in situations, you know, similar situations and you've wanted to be forgiven, maybe then just let that inform your thinking at some level. I I think that that's what I'd want to say. 
and we'll wrap up this series of invitations with one from Paul Sanders on making space for friendship in your day-to-day, week-by-week routine. I have something for you. They can do it in two ways, either with a post-it note or with their electronic calendar. Write something in it that will remind you to be social. Either a post-it note on your screen or on a your calendar and make it recurrent. If you're going to use an electronic calendar, make it a recurrent event like every Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday or Tuesday, way before the weekend. And it's a reminder every week, like, hey, social hour or put it on, on the post-it note. So what does that mean? What are you going to do in that social hour? You're going to find events that are happening in your city that are interesting to you. If you have friends already or acquaintances you want to turn into friends or potential friends or old friends or whatever, you want to use that time and reach out to them. Reach to a few. Hey, how are you doing? It's been a while. I hope you're well. How is XYZ? It can be the job, the kid, the wife, the husband, whatever. Whatever memory you have of them, how is that going? Just reach out, connect. You can do that. And then the people you've connected with recently, you can look for things you can do that weekend and suggest it as a plan. Right? So first, for meeting entirely new people, that's finding things that's, that are happening around you where you can meet new people around your interests. The second one is reaching out to people who are in your network, close or not close to you, acquaintances, friends, old, old colleagues, whatever, and making plans with the people you reached out to last week. So let's say you reached out to Sally this week and you hadn't spoken for five months. You can reach out to her this week and maybe two weeks from now. And then one week later, you can actually make a plan. You can't just not talk to them for five months. And then the first thing you want to do is like, let's meet up. So these kinds of things. But the reason I say put it on a post-it note or make it a recurring event in your calendar is... That's awesome because every week you can do something about your social life and you cannot put it off. That's the point. Every time it's going to be, hey, do you you have time? Do you have time this week to do something? It's just don't judge yourself too much if you skip a few weeks, but this can make a big difference. And the reason why is that if you want to have a social life, you got to make time for it. And the, the way your life as a cycle is going, there is no time for it. So that's... It's like you want to go to the gym. Either you make time for it or you don't. That's like this. It doesn't have a place yet. So making something recurring every week, it reminds you we're building momentum. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you think it could be helpful to someone else, please share it with them. And if you've enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to the podcast. You can reach me at contact at changesbigandsmall.com. Remember, change begins with one small step. Have a great week.